this is the army where you shoot them a mile away. You gotta get up close like this, and bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. This will I think. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Thank you. Too kind. Way too kind. It's a Monday. It's dark out. Although, you know what? If you notice, it's not as dark. Yeah, the times are changing, going in the other direction. Anyway, uh, we have a special uh, uh, congressional person calling in a little bit here. What are you doing? And that's our own uh, Congresswoman, Claudia Tenney, will be calling in at around 525 just to catch up on, on things. And boy, there's a lot to catch up on. Ask us some uh, questions about the weekend, uh, the status of America and many things, including um, who our Congresswoman is planning on endorsing. And, and again, I, I think that's, a, that's always a, an important question. We are in a political year. It's 2024. Um, and in the past, of course, our Congresswoman has always endorsed, uh, President Donald Trump. However, uh, there has been some speculation based on her, um, primary opponent. And, uh, we've spoken with Mario Frado here uh, on occasions, not that long ago, who, uh, has, has, has been very, very transparent about, you know, who, what he thinks or who he thinks, um, our Congresswoman actually endorses. So we'll, we'll find out. Because, you know, it's, it's, hey, politics is a strange thing. And during that discussion I had with uh, Mario uh, last month, I said, you know, sometimes you got you to talk on the, both sides of your mouth, especially in upstate New York, particularly when they're changing all the congressional districts. Once again, unprecedented, third time in less than a half a decade. Normally, you got to wait 10 years for this, this to happen. But Albany didn't like the results of the 2022 um, congressional elections, particularly in New York State. So they went back to the table and said, hmm, how can we do this? One point today, I actually texted uh, hotline host and former mayor, as you know him, Jeff Graham. I said, speculation is that they're going to change. Once they revamp, revamp the, uh, uh, the, the districts again, and this will also have something to do with the, the senatorial uh, state Senate districts. I believe the assemblies, although I'm sure they're going to keep them pretty much where they are right now, because quite frankly, they don't care. But they do care about, you know, how how New York fares uh, in an election year, whether it be a presidential year or the midterms. And uh, there's some speculation that we're going to we're going to go back uh, to. uh, To at least Stefanik, that is Congresswoman Stefanik, excuse me. And then with that, they might shift things around. You know, you know how the Democrats are in, in Albany. They look at us, eh, you know what, uh, at least she's got a stronghold. Let's get, let's give her all, let's give her 700,000 plus Republicans uh, from the counties that, for the most part, we know we're never going to get back. That could be Jefferson County. That could be Lewis County. Half of St. Lawrence County because there's so many liberals up there. Essex County. Clinton County. And yes, let's give them Oswego County. What the heck? We'll have to uh, ask those questions once uh, the Congresswoman calls in. That's going to be in about... 15, 20 minutes from now. Other than that, uh, last night's game, I won't, this is not a sports show, but I just want to kudos to all the Buffalo fans. I thought you were going to blow it again, especially when Diggs or Briggs or Biggs, whatever the hell his name is, uh, dropped that pass. He said, give me the ball, give me the ball. And then they gave him the ball and he drops it like a hot potato. But that run back on the punt, longest in their history, which is incredible. They've been around forever. That's the longest? Are you kidding me? Anyway, he couldn't have come at a better time. And uh, I'm so sick and tired of looking at that Miami coach with that dumb look on his face, looking up at the scoreboard all the time. What just happened? You just lost. So they should take care of business next week against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and it would have been the op- they would have had to have gone to uh, uh, Kansas City again, and then we would have to deal with the whole um, Taylor Swift thing. 
Which leads me right into my next. A lot of you were watching the football game for good reason. The whole world was watching uh, the football. In fact, I believe I, I heard stories that people that were at the Golden Globes were watching the football game. That's the Sunday night game that was on NBC last night. That was the Bills game. I'm kidding. But I'm sure I wouldn't put it past them. But anyway, they had this guy by the name of Joy Coy. Oh, no, Joe Coy. Not jo- I was calling him Joy Coy-, Coy earlier for some reason. It doesn't really matter. You'll never hear of this guy again. I think he's Asian and something else. And, you know, in this day and age, you can't go off that cliff if you so desire because I won't say it. But I don't know what he is, to tell you the truth. But I do know this. I've seen him do stand-up before. He's very good. He's very clever. And he talks about his ethnic background growing up with his parents and his, and his and people all living in the same roof. Uh, and he was very good at that. However, however, last night might have killed his career. He blamed it on the writers. Uh, he also, uh, others uh, suggested he didn't have enough time. What do you mean? Ten days isn't enough time for a comedian to come up with a monologue? His timing was terrible. His joke about Taylor Swift, she wasn't going to laugh at anything anyway. But especially that dude, because nobody was laughing at him. And I kind of feel sorry for the guy. So anyway, that was last night. Taylor Swift was there. He made a half-assed joke about the difference between NFL and the coverage there and how many camera angles they have on Taylor Swift. At the end of the day, they got one camera on her. And it's usually a crappy camera from across the, uh, the gridiron on the other side of the ball field. Uh, and you could barely see her. So the joke was lame. But nonetheless, that was last night. Most of the movies I saw or whatever they were highlighting, um, it was just so odd that Taylor Swift lost to Barbie. I, I don't know if I if I had a dollar for every time they said I heard that today that Taylor Swift lost a Barbie I'd 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 get a Drex sub. I a Drex sub costs at least ten bucks. I heard it at least ten times today. How do you lose to Barbie when you are in fact Barbie or at least in the most powerful blonde in America? How does that happen? Seven five five twelve forty. I'm gonna squ- uh, squeeze in a phone call or two. If you want, uh, once again, if you're just tuning in, uh, Congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney will be calling in, although I did get a couple of texts here. Let me just make sure uh, I'm not uh, talking out of line here. Yeah, no, I know. He's a comedian. He's planning it, playing, and he's talking about Joe Coy. He is a comedian. He's very funny. Um, but last night did not help him out at all. Apparently, uh, doing, the, doing his, the kiss of death. And then... Uh, Someone also asked me, ask Congresswoman Tenney about the sixth branch of the military. Is that the, the Space Force? I don't think I'm going to ask that. Hi, you're in the air. Oh, Glenn, I can't believe you watched that show, to be honest with you. Well, I didn't. I was watching the football game, and then people were texting me saying, oh. you've got to watch this. Yeah, this... I watched it. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. Well, you got to watch I don't know any of these people, to be honest with you. But, you know, you got to watch, you know, it's like watching a, a, a train wreck. You, you know, you, even if yeah. you don't know anybody on it, you got to watch it. Tra- you right. got to watch it. Everybody laughs at everything, even if it's not funny. Yeah. You know? well, that... I called about, Glenn, yeah. uh, can you ask the, uh, Ms. Tenney about uh, uh, General Austin's uh Yeah, that's incident. one. Of, yep. Here's a guy mm-hmm. uh, in the hospital. The president doesn't know about it. Right. He gets a hold of his... Uh, secretary mm-hmm. she's sick she can't call the white house mm-hmm. so we went two or three days and we had the president had no idea this man's in the hospital right we don't know who the hell's running the military right uh they want to uh want him to resign and i hate to say it but i agree with him yeah well he's you can't just excuse not. something like that who's the who's the pentagon danny calls it and defense the man oh of course he does danny just because the guy's a democrat doesn't mean he's always right 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 well, if, if I'd like you, to have an opinion without Danny calling and tell me I'm wrong. Well, I mean, that's all part of the failed imbalance right here. Yeah, on but a, he is such an ass kisser for his party. It's outrageous, Glenn. Well, he thinks the same thing about us. Yeah. He, you know, I mean, I heard, let me let me just finish this. I heard today, I, I, I sneaked a peek once again on my phone with, with our friends from The View, and Sonny Houston was uh, talking, was once again talking about how white people just don't like the fact that, uh, Colored people and Asian people can go to can go to places like Harvard. They they keep on bringing back the Harvard uh, Claudine Gay issue, and that yeah, was her reasoning behind her. it. Yeah. She's not qualified. No, I know, but they don't. That's look... the problem. Danny of wants to keep is. her in a job. Right, right. Because she's it's... not qualified. Danny gives gives you a form and a, a, a fuzzy and warm feeling about keeping her in there. It makes you a better person. Well, she's still on the faculty. Nine hundred thousand a year. Ninety thousand a year. I don't know what it is. Nine hundred thousand. Big difference. Yeah, they couldn't yes. get rid of her. No. 90,000 doesn't but, make uh, it in the Boston area. But this thing with the general there, but that really uh, 
stuck in my craw. Yeah, but see, now, here, here's the thing. You know, while you uh, renounce Danny Francis for, for you know, uh, for defending him, people on his side will say, why does this weigh you down so much? I'm asking on their behalf, by the way. This I know the why you're upset. the head of the, uh, the biggest military in the world. Can anyone, here's the That's question. That's the problem. Can, it, I mean, can I just interject? I'm going to say something really, really strange. When someone doesn't let you know that they're in the hospital or in a clinic or of something of that nature. I'm not talking about an average guy, Glenn. No, 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 but hear me I'm out. I'm talking about the head man in the military of the United States. The White House has to know that. Right, okay, but let me just say one thing. When someone does not admit why they are in the care of, of medical professionals, the first thing that comes to my mind is like they're trying to hide something, like they have something, you know, that in their body that doesn't belong there. Right. You know, something crazy like that. Grab the microphone. we got... Uh, Jim Levin just walked oh, into the studio. Go ahead, Mr. Levin. Yeah. It's uh, network. <laughs> it's the Jim, okay, Glenn. It's the Jim Nevin 11 network. Do you hear it? Oh, it is? Okay, good. Thank you, my friend. Thank that? you. Well, that call, by the way, we're going to have Congresswoman Claudia Tenney calling in in about oh, seven minutes. Good. Okay. I you like have que- her. Do you have questions for uh, I have. Con- I have. I, well, I don't know. You don't have a good, you, yeah. you don't sound good. Yeah, I have the same thing everybody else has the creeping crud. Yeah, I mean, it's Pam going around. It. Going around, it's, it's Carrie has it. It's going around all the time. Chris, Carrie's got it. Buffalo Bills itis. <laughs> That's what Carrie has. Well, that, and that there's nothing wrong with that. Last hurt. night was a big, big win for the Buffalo franchise. Hey, it was one of the biggest. It would tell me it wasn't a perfect football day for me. <laughs> Not that it's all about me, although it is. Did Dallas win? Yeah, Dallas uh, kicked butt. Who'd you beat? Uh, well. <laughs> the, the Panthers? The, the Commandos. Oh, the Commanders, yeah. Just I call bad. them the Commandos. They yeah. play without underwear. Right. Yeah, they're terrible. And, but, but still, we beat them. And their coach them. was fired today. Yeah. Yeah. We beat them by 28 points, though. Yeah. So we really beat them. And uh, uh, the Cowgirls could be a real team this year. The Cowgirls, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're playing uh, the Packers. Right. Your favorite team. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway... Well, actually, it's the team that made me a Cowboys fan. I know, fan. I know. The, 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 the frozen tundra. Yeah, the ice ball. Should we take a call? I just sure. want to make sure this is... Sometimes sure. people call in five minutes early. I don't sure. want to be late for the congressperson. No. Hi, hey, you're in the Glenn. air. Yes. Hey, hey, Glenn. Why do you keep ignoring my questions to the congresswoman about the Space Force? It's Donnie. Because, because uh, Donnie, there's so many other questions to ask. I have limited time to speak to her. Yeah, but you said that last time. Remember right. I called in and I said, hey, can you say that? You know, ask her about the Space Force. Just ask her. Right. Ask her about the money. Ask her All about right. what the plans All right. are. All right. Okay? All right. Keep putting it off. I will. All right. It's thanks. Kind of All right. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Donnie. Right. Donnie. Yeah, I don't think that she has much to do with planning for the Space Force. No. I mean, no, no. one's talking about that. But, yeah. you know, anything to do with, you know, round into a flat uh, society, uh, he, uh, you know, our friend Donnie's <laughs> on top of it. So, all right, so other things I'm going to ask her about, uh, yeah. uh, Jim. And yeah. since you're here, you're yeah. my advisor on all this. Oh, yeah. uh, wh- why did uh, uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd, Lloyd uh, Austin... I'm not, the one who would just piss everybody off. Why, yeah. why didn't Lloyd... Uh, uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin tell people, particularly his, his, uh, his the people at his side, uh, that he was in the hospital? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I mean, you know, everybody really respected him when he was here. Yeah, well, yeah, of you course. Know, Even and, if they didn't, they'd and, still respect and him. And well-liked. Yeah. Uh, but, but no, so that, who knows? You're, you're, you're diverting the question. No, why, I why think sometimes people think it's none of your was it an embar- bleeping business. Was it an embarrassing thing? You know, sometimes you don't want anyone to know that, you know, you, you sat on something or, what, you know, whatever. You might you have mean to, like Fusilli Jerry? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, he sat on a piece of Fusilli. Okay. What's that? Uh, it's, it's a dealership a, pasta and, hi, it, hi, 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 hi. and that would be in the butt bob it went right up okay that was well, a seinfeld yeah, oh episode. Good. there you go not that, that there's anything a, wrong with that that was the ass man episode uh, gotcha well that's what i'm kind what of inferring a great episode here. well you know because i you know what if you know what if something was you know in, incriminating like well you know something uh, happened i don't i doubt you it know, it was teddy pendergrass you know whatever you don't know no i think a lot of people just like privacy. Yeah. Well, now, that, you, sometimes you can't be private I, man. When I, you're, I wouldn't have done that if I had been Secretary of Defense. Uh, but, you know. All right. So Who uh, knows? I don't know. Uh, okay. And also, uh, Joe Biden's speech. I'm going to ask her about that. Okay. And he was supposed to have it on the 6th, which is your holiday now. She she, she won't like it. Um, well, I can, I can uh, use some ex- uh, excerpt. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy and put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age, every background that will occupy this country. 
It's about the future. We're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. Good. Hope he spends a lot of money on advertising in South Carolina. Three years ago tomorrow, we <laughs> saw with our own eyes the violent mob that stormed the United States Capitol. It was almost in disbelief as you turn on the television. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, what, what, wasn't that, that wasn't bad. I actually said it better than he did. <laughs> I mean, that isn't hard. By the way, you know what I posted over the weekend, Jim? I'm a big fan of uh, Roadhouse, one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just one of those benign, you know, brainless movies. And I've never seen it. You never saw, well, no. of course not. You went to boarding school. You wouldn't watch a movie like that. That's that took place why. in Midwest America about a bar and people drinking uh, beer I, and kicking ass. I drank all those. I, I drank all those. I watched all those. I just never saw that one. So, uh, and, and But ben, that's the guy <clears> from... Uh, Pat Swayze. Yeah. So Ben Gazzara was kind of like the bad guy. He was like oh, the Tony Soprano. Run for your life. Right. So I'll, I'll yeah. share it with you. And, uh, yeah, he was good friends with, uh, you know, uh, Peter Falk and John Cassavetes. Yeah. Uh, all those guys. I got drunk with Gina, Peter Falk Gina once. Rollins. Yeah, he was good. And he was the, a Northwestern grad. And I was just talking to uh, Gary Rybert, who owns Homestead Quality Homes. And every time yeah. I, I love talking about, to him, about Columbo, the original Columbo episodes in the early 70s. Stephen Bochco, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. many other people. Jack Cassidy did three episodes where he was the killer in three separate episodes. You and know Jack Cassidy, of course. He wasn't Lurch, was he? Uh, no, no, no. That's no. That's a different Jack. Oh, wow. That's, no, uh, it's Ted, the same Jack. No, it's Ted oh, Cassidy. Ted Cassidy. Yeah. Jack sorry. Cassidy was key, uh, David Cassidy's father. Father. Right. Who played uh, Keith Cassidy in uh, The Partridge Family. Right. Uh, I think I love you. Sorry. And he had a, a pencil. He, he was a good-looking guy. He kind of looked British. But he was resentful about his son's success because his son was getting laid and he wasn't. He died in his own apartment uh, in 1976. He was such a drunk, he fell asleep with a lit cigarette and he was uh, burnt yeah, beyond recognition. Yeah, I remember recognition. that story. Yeah. I, 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 I like Susan Day better. Susan Day was cute. She later went on to do L.A. Law. L.A. Law. Yeah, she was very good. And then you didn't see her after She that. was very cute in yeah, L.A. She was. Law. So anyway, yeah. um, that's what I've been watching in recent weeks. Old episodes, not the '80s, '90s Columbo. Those were good. Peter Falk, I got to tell you, he was a great guy. He was better than Joe Pesci. He's a bad guy in the gang. If you ever see Murder Incorporated, check it out. One of the most disturbing characters you'll ever see in your life, and I, I guarantee you, when you see it, you'll agree with oh, me. Oh, I've seen it. Now, no, how yeah. about how about the in-laws on the other side? Yes, of the... with, with uh, Alan Arkin. Alan Arkin, yeah, who was also his, he was the Jewish guy of the Italians. One of the funniest <laughs> movies I've ever seen, and because it was well written, those guys knew how to write stuff. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, real quick, before the Congresswoman calls in, did yeah. you see any of the uh, Golden Globes last night? No. Okay. You were watching the football game. I had no interest. Did you see, yeah. did you hear that uh, Joe, uh, Joy, Joe Coy, or Ahoy, whatever, uh, I don't know what this guy is, if he's Asian, Latino. I've never heard of him. Uh, well, a lot of people said that. I saw his that. name, but I've never heard of him. He's blaming the yeah. writers for uh, just, you know, bad writing, bad jokes. Oh, I, I heard that, because my friend Shelly yeah. is, is a writer. What did she say? Oh, she tore him a new. If you go to Shelly Goldstein yeah. on Facebook, you right. can read what she wrote. Can we talk? She's she, pretty can, can you off. set up a, a an interview? I would like to speak to her again. Sure. Uh, it, but in this time, I, I'd like to find out what her thoughts about the Democratic Party in relation to what's you know why they're fighting over. Oh, you she know. makes me seem conservative. You might not want to do that. What, what what are you talking about? I don't understand. She's, she would defend Israel to the t- to the hilt. I'm sure. Oh yeah. So that's what I want to talk about. Yeah. Why is her party? Uh, 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 disgracing her and her people. They're not. Yeah, no, they are, Jim. No, they're not. See, that's not the problem. You're close. in such. You're worse than uh, Danny Francis. You are in a uh, state of denial. Do not, you know that? Not even. Close. All right, this might be the congresswoman. Right. Let's go to the phones. Let's see if. Uh, and I believe it might yeah. be. Is this congresswoman uh, Claudia Tenney? Yes, it is. Uh, how are you? I, and and for the first time, although I, I this we might have done this before, I am accompanied today by the owner and general manager of Community Broadcasters here, and he is a well-known Republican. His name is Jim <laughs> Levin. Jim Levin, say hi to our congresswoman. Hi, congresswoman. How are you? How how are you? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you too. Of course, it's I was being to facetious. She's one of my biggest Democrat fans. <laughs> I am. You know what? And and there isn't a soul on planet Earth. I don't say. I'm a raving fan. Right, right. Oh, and, and Elise loves him, too. Anyway. Not so much. <laughs> so, first of all, Congresswoman, thank you for calling in today. The first time we've spoken since the new year. So, Happy New Year to you. Well, thank you, and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. Yeah. 
Uh, we uh, it's it's a beautiful. Actually, we're supposed to have a big storm tomorrow, big windstorm, and so forth. Yeah. But just a couple a couple of things I want to get your opinion on, and then we'll get into the redistricting uh, of New York State uh, uh, Congresswoman, if you don't mind. But just give us your thoughts, uh, and because this story came up in the last couple of days about how Defense Secretary Lord Lloyd Austin has been in the hospital. Uh, for at least a week or so, and nobody knew about it. Uh, is is that dangerous to uh, to our democracy, uh, Congresswoman? Well, everything, with all due respect to your guest there, who's the owner <laughs> of the station, much of what the Democrats are doing on a national level lately is uh, a threat to democracy, whether it's trying to throw President Trump off a ballot, whether it's uh, trying to manipulate the election process with ballot harvesting and a lot of the other uh, activities the Democrats are engaged in on that level, you know, putting uh, using 501c3s and fours to insert, uh, you know, money, you know, very wealthy donor money into the election process, using executive orders as Joe Biden has done to try to use federal agencies to manipulate our democracy. Certainly, yes, and obviously redistricting. But uh, when it comes to Secretary Austin. Uh, it's very unusual that this situation is allowed to occur, especially when you consider he is sixth in line to the president, mm-hmm. and he is also uh, engaged in, in, in a critical voice and engaged in what's happening in Israel, uh, the, the war in uh, Ukraine and between Russia and Ukraine. These are all issues where the Secretary of Defense really needs to be with the Commander-in-Chief uh, all, at all times with his advice for breaking issues which are definitely happening in both of these wars especially israel and secretary blinken is on the ground in the middle east trying to negotiate uh some kind of uh compromise mm-hmm. uh, it, it, with middle eastern leaders on this terrible situation in israel so it, it is really unusual and and what's shocking is that joe biden didn't know and many people didn't even know about it that this person who is responsible our secretary of defense mm-hmm. for making critical decisions uh, our, our commander-in-chief, who he reports to, didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you why it's so shocking. The White House has no re- credible response, and Democrats are even very critical of this. I'm, I'm seeing uh, in news rec- accounts all day today mm. how astounded they are at this lack of leadership. And the fact that the Democrats feel that it's safe to go at Joe Biden uh, adds more fuel to my belief that Joe Biden will not be the Democratic nominee next year, wow. this year, on uh, the ballot for President of the United States. Because you see it that they have been consistently throwing, I mean, I, I'm using this figuratively, of throwing course. Throwing them under the bus. Exactly. And more and more these days saying, hey, we need some. So I, I had another question about General Austin, but be, let's let's change direction here. Who do you think they're going to throw in there? Are you with Roger Stone saying that they're going to put in Kamala Harris for like three hours and replace her with uh, uh, Michelle Obama? heard a lot of those rumors. Uh, I don't know how they get around Kamala Harris unless they make some kind of maneuver. I still don't believe that Michelle Obama is going to be replaced. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom out of California. Uh, I think he is going to be, you know, a formidable candidate, even though we don't agree with what he does in California. California is in free fall, much like New York. He's a younger guy, which provides contrast to President Trump. And he's also someone you know, who has a certain amount of charisma that the others lack. And I don't think Michelle Obama wants to put herself through this right now. The Obamas are growing their net worth by leaps and bounds every single year. Uh, They're getting to live a very uh, nice lifestyle, Mm -hmm. uh, continuing to buy bigger and better houses with nice big walls to protect them. Mm -hmm. And and they're also, uh, you know, they're also continuing to enjoy really high ratings because they've never had to have the media onslaught that others in similar positions have had, and they get adoring praise on them no matter where they go. So my, my. Uh, I think that why would you ruin that? You know, she's making money. She doesn't have to. She's living a nice lifestyle. She, mm-hmm. you know, she's got beautiful homes, you know, a coastal home in, uh, in Martha's Vineyard. She's uh, connected in Hawaii. I think they believe, still go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful new home in, in Washington, D.C. By the way, one of the only presidents who's ever stayed back to, to live in Washington, D.C., after their tenure as president, most leave. And it's very unusual, but we know that we've heard today even from news accounts that uh, people have stated in the Biden team that, yes, President Obama regularly uh, briefs and gives uh, information to um, President Biden. And, sure. in fact, they recently had lunch where there was a campaign discussion where Biden needs to step up his his uh, activities on the campaign, mm-hmm. which is maybe why you're seeing during his anti 
democracy uh, routine uh, around the country in the last few days. Well, yeah, and again, it's interesting you should say that because I think you just outlined why uh, Michelle Obama actually would be a good president because, uh, first of all, Joe Biden didn't plan on being president. He expected, like everybody, certainly in the Democratic Party, for Hillary Clinton to be the next uh, president. Of course, that didn't happen in 2016. And then four years later, they dragged Joe out of there because he's the only one that could go up against the weak, weak field of Democrats back in 2020. So, And he hasn't been the president since. Technically, he is the president, as you know, and he is our president. But he's not running things, which explains why Barack is still in Washington, D.C., because he's running it, and now he could replace Joe with his own wife and continue that. Is that a good theory, Congresswoman? I still don't think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I, I just, I just don't think that she's going to give up her lifestyle at this point uh, to do that. I mean, it, it's, it's a grueling job, and she would get huge amount of criticism. And, and of course, you get a lifetime of negative criticism that follows you everywhere you go. Why would she want to do that for herself, uh, for her daughters? Uh, and you know, I, I just don't see why she would actually consent to that. Mm. And I know some friends of mine who are Democrats in Washington. Uh, who are close to Michelle Obama, and they have told me unequivocally that she will not seek to be the president. Hmm. That doesn't mean it couldn't happen. Right. That could very that could happen. And remember something about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. The only reason they had to get Joe Biden in is because Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. was, was winning, winning right. in the polls, right. and they had to bully people out, like mm-hmm. Amy Klobuchar, Pete Buttigieg, all of a sudden, all on one day, right before Super Tuesday, everybody right. resigned and mm-hmm. said, I'm suspending my campaign, and all of a sudden Joe was able to overtake Bernie Sanders because the Democrats knew that would be catastrophic mm-hmm. to have Bernie Sanders as their, their top uh, of their ticket. So mm-hmm. that's, I, that's my feeling about why Joe Biden ended up in there. They didn't have anyone else, and there's always been this false narrative of Joe Biden being a nice guy, a regular guy. No. He's always been corrupt. He's always been a career politician. He's always been caustic and rude, and you know, all the way back into the in the days of the of the uh, you know the the Judiciary Committee where he attacked Justice Bork. He created this antagonism toward uh, justices. He was the one who started all that, mm-hmm. and then on to uh, Justice Clarence Thomas, which continues today, by the way, with these you know ferocious groups that are trying to discredit. Uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, because of his conservative views, mm-hmm. you know, the same people aren't holding the same standard to some of the other justices on the left. But, you know, these are places we've, where no one has gone before other than Joe Biden. He's kind of leading the way, and he's getting his comeuppance. He's getting a lot of these left-wing protesters coming at him all the time, too. So not to digress too much on that, but I do think if it's not going to be Biden, and if they are finding a way to throw him out, it's going to be Gavin Newsom somehow. They do have a Kamala Harris problem. How do they get her out of the way to put Newsom in? Because she's even less popular than Joe Biden. Well, sometimes that goes back and forth. But as far as Gavin Newsom is concerned, as you know, we're on the you know we're on the border with Canada. We we see a lot of Canadian news and so forth. But even even if we lived in Timbuktu, we would still know how corrupt and how crazy it is up there. I look at Gavin Newsom as our version of Justin Trudeau. Do you see it that way? Yes, I think you're very you're right. But people often don't vote for people based on their credentials or merit. They vote based on personality. And Gavin Newsom is good looking and and uh, has a nice smile. And and a lot of people will vote for him because you know he he seems pleasing to them. It, it doesn't matter if you have uh, you know have credentials or a great record or you're strong or you have the right policies. That's often not the reason people vote. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's I attribute to mostly because of the mainstream media not informing voters. It's one of the reasons I actually explain every vote that I take in the House. And, and, and surprisingly, I'm the only member of Congress that does that, mm-hmm. because I think transparency and as much information about decoding Washington, about getting people to understand what's really happening, is going to help us preserve what our country is all about, and that's self-governance. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have self-governance in a free press that is not taking one side or another, a press that's not uh, on one team or the other, and, and I'm talking you can have news shows and other shows where get, where hosts can express their opinion as long as they're honest about it, mm-hmm. and people know that. But when you have media, the media that is out there trying to look as if they're neutral and they're not, mm-hmm. or they're not disclosing information, that's a problem. I owned a newspaper. I was a publisher. We went so far to make sure that we had a huge line between the views of, of, of for example, me as the publisher being a conservative and the views of, of what we're putting as reporting news. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of criticism from Republicans uh, for putting in 
balance news because they said, geez, aren't you on our team? And I said, not as a news person I am. Right. Uh, I totally am, but what, I, I've got to put both sides in, and then we can have an editorial and, and whatever and make sure we know it's an editorial with our name on it so that people know what's happening. But that's part of what the problem is with, uh, I think, in a lot of ways. Do I explain every vote? We just came out with our recap of mm-hmm. last year our incredible accomplishments with my phenomenal team mm-hmm. uh, that do such a good job. Uh, one of the reasons I, your owner, uh, Mr. Levin, you know, is, uh, loves our team. We work really hard. We dive in. We're an advocacy office. We want to produce results. We want to be with you right to the end to make sure that we can help you in any way we can dealing with the bureaucracy in Washington. By the way, I get do a good love result. your team. Yeah, and, I do love your team. Of course you, you do. You guys have done a great – I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not the only one. You know, I'm sure you didn't say, hey, I'm going to do a great job for Jim Levin. And it kind of means you, you do it for everybody. What? So we appreciate we it. For, even though you're a Democrat, uh, how about big time. that? I know. He, he, he's the Although definition I'm a moderately of, liberal Democrat, it, 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 which, which people actually care. know. Look, it doesn't matter what, what party you are. If, no, you, if you're in our district shouldn't. and we represent you, we will go uh, to bat for you. Our team, that's our mission. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, as elected officials, it's so important that we do that. And not just individuals and constituents, but we really fight for our local governments and people who serve in those uh, communities, uh, obviously veterans, all those. Everyone is so important in New York's 24th district. And by the way, mm-hmm. we also do work outside of our district because we do have some friends from my past district and people that, that just want to have someone that's a true advocate for them. Sure. And, and that's what we do. And my team is fantastic. I, I can't tell you, we, uh, you know, I can tell you a hundred examples of things where they, cases where they went out of the, the ordinary, extraordinary effort to get something for someone that we, we represent. And uh, I'm, just so, I'm just so proud of them. They're fantastic. And, and, uh, and lickety you know, split, call, too. By the way, it's penny.house.gov or call either one of our offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know what it's going to look like with redistricting next year, but right. we know we've got, uh, uh, we hope that it stays the same. We love the district. We want to keep every every square inch of it. We we really enjoy representing it. Well, yeah, which is great. It's an interesting thing is that you know you're, you 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 appreciate everyone regardless of what side of the political coin they're on. I'm a conservative. Jim Levin is an agnostic uh, liberal. Uh, and on top of all that, uh, our governor, Governor Hochul, <laughs> Wait a minute. am I politically agnostic or am uh, I religiously I I just, agnostic? I, I figured I'd throw in another uh, adjective. <laughs> but uh, but our, our governor, along uh. with her predecessor, actually said if you don't have the New York values and you know what I'm talking about. This is Andrew Cuomo and Kathy Hochul that get out of town and move to Florida. Could you ever imagine Congresswoman Tenney, anyone residing over any state in America, not to mention the Empire State, would actually speak to their constituents like that? It's, it's astounding. Uh, yeah, remember there's no place for conservatives. I have to tell you what I, how I feel about New York. I'm going to do everything I can to bring people back to New York, to our wonderful state with abundant resources and water and, and natural beauty and, and, a, and a future that we have to recapture uh, because we had a wonderful past. We've got to bring the future back. We've got to get young people. And it's going to be done by good policy. It's going to be respecting the taxpayers, uh, lowering taxes, taking out the unnecessary regulations, making sure that we, we're focusing on energy independence and, and smart energy policy. Uh, that is obviously we're looking at our, our environment, of course, but we have to have smart policy that isn't going to hurt people mm-hmm. uh, as we as we move to try to become more efficient and uh, and more energy and emission free. Yeah. And we've got, by the way, every operative nuclear power plant and emission free um, source that's going to be the the future of energy mm-hmm. is in New York 24 in the state of New York. Every yeah. single one from New York is in New York 24. And these these micro plants are are really amazing. The, the micro nuclear plants that that they're developing, the very small ones for you know one community at a time that i think they they have some online hmm. in in alaska i had a quick question yeah strangely sure, but jim it's really yeah. important point on those those yeah. modular nuclear yeah. that is exactly what a nuclear submarine is or a nuclear yeah. carrier that technology can be brought it is and we're working on with in every angle we can to make that safe and affordable and obviously uh transferable and somewhere that that can be in that modular trans, modular type of system. Hmm. It's we're a little bit away from that, but we're still get, we're getting closer, and it's a great option. Uh, and we have a lot of opportunities to do that all across the country. And actually, Europe was moving away from nuclear, and now they're kind of moving their way back to nuclear when they see hmm. that this uh, problem with Russia and their dependency on Russian sure. oil and Russian gas is really causing them. Uh, a loss of of their sovereignty over there. So do but, you th- yeah. What's the question, Jim? Yeah, okay. So in this community, 
I don't know if you're aware, but Mike Sherman, who was the head coach of Packers. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, with his company, is trying to put a multi-purpose arena into the town of Watertown. I guess it would hold about 9,500 people. There'd be sheets of ice and playing fields for kids. And he's almost done with this thing. And I think it would be just incredible for the community in so many ways, making it you know, a, a place to which people would come, would move, uh, things for families. Like the YMCA he, like, that we just spent $28 million on. Well, he, need, he needs $20 million yeah, to right. get this uh, – this project done. Mm -hmm. um, do you know anything about that? And is there anything the federal government, especially given that, you know, having Fort Drum here, uh, this would be a wonderful place uh, to attract and keep members of the military mm -hmm. and their families yeah. here. Is there anything the federal government can do to, to help Mr. Sherman? Well, first, I actually sat down with uh, Mike Sherman and some other people working on that issue. And uh, we had a great conversation because uh, one of my friends, who is a former Colgate University grad, like I am, one of my alumni friends, a guy named Mark Murphy, actually is the CEO and president of the Green Bay Packers right now. So oh, oh, wow. He was nice. also Colgate athletic director. So his daughter is married to a very good friend of mine, and my favorite professor from Colgate is married to his son. So, uh, yeah, we're all part of that Colgate family. And uh, wow. they've, we, they've come to talk to us about this. We've looked into various ways that we can do this and having the money invested, but also sustainable money because it's going to take money to, to make it go over time. Sure. And how we can turn this into an entity, although it would be non-for-profit, how do you turn this into an entity that can continue to generate revenues that won't be a burden on the taxpayers? Mm. And so that's the challenge. But there are a lot of investors out there, a lot of uh, independent thinking uh, people with lots of money are looking for these types of programs that want to give back to their communities mm. and uh, we're out looking for those people I've got a friend who's very involved in, in, in doing this type of project in LA and also in Miami with underprivileged kids and 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 you don't have to necessarily be underprivileged but you know a passion for giving kids an opportunity mm -hmm. to get them back out doing sports and sure. and keeping them active and not home doing video games all right. day mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that's it's a really worthy cause so yes I'm very familiar with it and uh, we're we're working on that, among other things. And uh, right now, it's a, you know, it's a, the question is the money and the sustainability of it uh, without burdening the taxpayers in, uh, in the North Country. Well, it's interesting because, you know, you got the Micron. Am I saying it right? The Micron Company yeah. is in Clay, New York. That is part <clears throat> of your district, right, right, Congresswoman? Is that yes. part? Okay. Uh, no, it's technically not, but my district would be like a bedroom community. All right, exactly. So yeah. It's in Onondaga County, which I don't represent at the moment. Okay. And, and we'll get to the redistricting in a little bit because who knows? It might be with all the craziness that's going on in Albany. But do you think that whether or not, and I, I don't want to remove this, this project that uh, Mike Sherman and his crew are, are planning on, or at least thinking about doing in the town of Hounsfield, but it, it would, might make sense to get a little bit closer to the Micron plant because it, the two would go hand in hand in terms of the investment. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, well, of course, if, my, if we can get Micron uh, expedited because they're a little behind schedule right now to where they need to be, uh, and that is, uh, you know, I, they have a few issues. One of them is environmental obstacles uh, caused by the EPA and the Department of uh, DEC, Department of Economic or Environmental Conservation from New York, mm -hmm. and Typical. our energy policy. You know, these are going to. This is a, a project that's going to require a lot of energy, and they need tremendous baseload power. And we're we're going to need to make sure that we have a sustainable, powerful grid that is not going to a, 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 make it difficult for them to produce what they want to do mm. and to create this new ecosystem of having, you know, chips manufactured and bringing our manufacturing back. Mm. So, yes, it could be a very interesting project. And there's a similar project that's uh, in, that uh, another uh, businessman and art entrepreneur uh, out in Genesee County is interested in doing as well that's similar, much smaller scale than this project that, that Mike Sherman's looking at. But all of these would tie in together. But remember, we still have to deal with this energy issue. Mm. And it's interesting to note, by the way, that upstate New York, our, our electrical needs, you know, we talk about upstate. We are already 93% of our electrical grid. It might be 91, 93% of our electrical grid is hydro, mm -hmm. nuclear, mm -hmm. and other green energy sources contrasted with western, you know, the eastern part of New York and down into the New York City area where it's in the 90s of dependence on on fossil fuels and coal and other mm -hmm. uh, other energy sources that we have 
So we're already green, and we're not getting the subsidies, but they are. Interesting. So that's another issue that is going to come up with this energy. And uh, we're, we're talking about putting together an energy policy group to try to make sure that we are doing smart energy and energy that's going to be able to sustain us and also to make us grow. We want more people to come back sure. to New York, unlike Kathy Hochul and uh, Gavin Newsom. We want people to come back to this great state because yeah. we have so much to offer. We have so much, such a great resource in water and natural beauty. We have, So obviously we have, uh, you know, tremendous resources when it comes to shale uh, gas potential. That's probably something that's not going to happen in my lifetime. Mm. But we have to get, start pr- protecting our assets and also exploiting them to, in a way that is going to be sustainable and also, you know, in a way that's going to be environmentally sound. You no, know, that's true. You know, when I used to own these radio stations in Elmira, uh, we were trying to get the governor to expand uh, shale. Fracking. Because, fracking. as you know, fracking was huge in Pennsylvania. It still is. And uh, we were trying to move it in to the southern tier. And uh, we failed. But but having said that, this, this arena would be a magnet to yeah. get people to move here. Uh, only because we're running out of time. Don't, yeah. Doesn't New York understand it. as far as environmental studies that, you know, the reason why the micron chip is so important, not just to New York State and Central New York, it's important for the world because China's planning on taking over Taiwan. Isn't that the reason we're building it there to begin with, uh, Congresswoman? Absolutely. Well, that's that is the reason that Micron is giving the incentive, given the incentives to build. And they're right. also talking about investing $100 billion of their own money, uh, which they should do. These, these private uh, big companies should be investing their own money, and they're willing to do that. And they took a chance on upstate New York mm-hmm. because of our water supply, because we don't have catastrophic weather events like hurricanes. Right. We have heavy snowfall. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, that heavy snowfall, right. that doesn't impact the nuclear power plants mm-hmm. or hydro. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the same level, it would impact, for example, windmills and, right. uh, and uh, solar panels and other uh, really not baseload power types of renewable energy. So mm-hmm. we have an opportunity uh, with nuclear and with a lot of these. Uh, by the way, you know, the vilification of fossil fuels, first of all, nothing has lowered emissions or given us more strength as a nation than the exploration of natural gas. It has brought our emissions down. It has moved us away from sources like coal and, and, and brought us to a level where we're actually bringing emissions down. We're providing prosperity and human flourishing. Those are all good things, and that's something that we need to do. And we can do that in a smart way, incorporating our hydropower, incorporating nuclear power, mm-hmm. incorporating all the other uh, opportunities we could have, with obviously, with those uh, nuclear power plants, the ones that we, the smaller uh, modular ones that we could be creating, and a lot that we can do mm-hmm. that we need to do, and, and not just have this none of the above uh, uh, philosophy, and really all of the above philosophy is what we need to be looking at, because energy is what makes us prosperous. Sure. What's, it, what, it's what brings people out of poverty and gives opportunity. Yeah, obviously we have Fitzpatrick, or what was National uh, Niagara Mohawk? The, the two, exactly. And, Nine Mile and Gennay. Right. And so I don't even know if they're up to 100% capacity, but you know, here it was. We, we closed down Long Island. We also closed down Indian Point. Uh, but now we have these technologies, not to mention Micron. We have uh, uh, Bitcoins. They need all this stuff. Um, so it looks like Central New York, or for that matter, Oswego County, are in pretty good shape going forward. Right, Congresswoman? Well, of course, yes. We need to continue to invest in, in the nuclear power. Their nuclear power plants are owned by Constellation Energy. I work with them and talk to them on a weekly basis on what we can be doing. They're investing in all kinds of renewable and new energy mm-hmm. and, and what they can do to make those uh, plants uh, you know, more efficient. They're already doing you know, they're, 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 they're heading towards their capacity, mm-hmm. which is why they need more investment in them. But you know, only now is sort of this green energy movement coming around and recognizing the value of nuclear power. Mm-hmm. So that is a, a good thing for them, and, that, and that's giving us hope that we can actually expand on that in the future. Mm-hmm. I um, never so thought that would happen. A lot of this is education. Right. I mean, it's education. I, I, I know that people are, you know, often confuse nuclear power with, uh, you know, nuclear weapons. Right. And I had a, an ex, you know, my my first husband, which is my only husband so far, <laughs> uh, was a nu- uh, nuclear submarine officer like Brandon Williams down in the Southern Tier, similar uh, with the Boomer class. And he you know, worked on nuclear weapons, but he also ran the nuclear power plant in a submarine, which is, as, as Jim says, a, a modular nuclear plant, yeah. which was you know, in- incredible technology to keep submarines 
quiet, mm-hmm. emission-free, and able to travel around undersea uh, during that whole buildup during uh, the, the Soviet Union days. Mm-hmm. And so they, it's a great opportunity. And, and I'll tell you, a lot of the investments we make uh, in nuclear and these, and these uh, really baseload power-type energy sources are really helpful. And I participate every year in, um, in an energy forum. It's an international energy forum in Houston. And it, 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 although Houston is, you know, this, the center of the oil and gas and petroleum world, they talk about uh, nuclear energy all the time and the importance of it. So there's a lot, a lot we can do and a lot of technology, a lot of really yeah. smart people out there doing that. I'm also on the Science, Space, and Technology Committee, and uh, we talk about those issues as well. And we, we, we deal with the regulation. We also deal with NASA, mm-hmm. a great launch uh, yesterday. Uh, by SpaceX out of uh, out of uh, Cape Canaveral that yep. I got to watch because uh, I was uh, sitting at my TV and all of a sudden they said, "Oh, we got a we got a space launch." So there it was, cool, awesome. You know, we're running out of time, but there's so obviously there's so many things you and I can speak about, along with, of course, our own Republican candidate right here. That's uh, uh, Jim <laughs> Levin or, or constituent, I should say. Oh my goodness! Uh, but that said, that we ran out of time. But the next time we must speak Much about maligned. we've got to speak about the redistricting <laughs> that's going on right now. So I'm going to ask one one question. Will you be running for our district here in Jefferson County, Fort Trump, come November? I hope so. I don't know what the Democrats will do, but I will just tell you, they never uh, under-promise. They are going to do everything they can to take back the majority. I don't believe they're just going to skim around the edges and and make moderate uh, reforms. I think they're going to try to take as many seats as they possibly can to take back the House, and that is exactly what this mission is. Remember, this case to overturn this election was brought by Hakeem Jeffries and the DCCC in Washington, not the New York Democrats in Albany. It was brought by them, although the New York Democrats and Kathy Hochul obviously had a hand yeah, in bullying the, the, the sure. former chief judge who sided with us. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, and, now, and now put in the new chief justice who sided with, uh, you know, re- overturning the lines with really faulty reasoning, in my opinion, and I'm a lawyer. Yes. And uh, this is the same guy who gave habeas corpus rights to an elephant at the Bronx Zoo. <laughs> so that'll tell you a little bit about his judicial prowess. And it's really embarrassing when you think that this court mm-hmm. is... The Court of Appeals has been one of the most venerable and important courts in our legal history for so many years. The New York Court is highly revered. And, and to think that this judge is, uh, you know, doing what he's doing mm. is unfortunate. But we'll see what the Democrats do uh, in terms of the lines. And I, I would forecast that it's going to be pretty harsh. But uh, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure I get, uh, you know, get to split the North Country mm-hmm. with my colleague Elise Stefanik mm-hmm. and then move our way down and keep as much of Lake Ontario, the Finger Lakes. And I love, I, actually, I love my entire district. Every, every part of it is wonderful. And uh, I'm an Oswego County resident, so I'm hoping to keep Oswego County as well. I've mm-hmm. been representing it in one fashion or another for many, many years. Fantastic. As you know, we, we did, ran out of time. I'm sorry about that, but I'm glad that Jim was in here to interject his, his of course, his values into this discussion today. But, <laughs> Such that they Jim. are. But let's do this. i got to go I into know, a break. I know. I get attacked all the and time. You're the, you're the only Miss the Tenney? Yeah. Oh, my God. You should have you been the, uh, <laughs> uh, the host of the uh, Golden Globes. You would have done a better job. And by the way, I agree with a lot of what you said. So there. There you go. There you go. Uh, Congresswoman <laughs> Uh, Claudia Tenney, thank you so much for being with us today. We have to do this uh, soon so that we could talk more about the other things I wanted to address today. Yeah, come on on up and give us an hour of your time sometime live. Certainly. I mean, when I come up, I'll be up there, uh, I don't know, I think I'm going to be there a couple times in January. Good, great. Maybe we can figure, figure that out. Talk to Meg, my uh, I'll talk to Meg, yeah. director. Get okay. it done. Awesome. Thank you. Congresswoman, right. thank Great you very much. You guys. Happy New Year to yes. both of you. Happy you New too. Year. That's uh, Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. Got to do a break. I'm going to do it right now. We'll be back right after this. Rev up your engines, water. Northern.com for more info. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. And welcome back to the what's left of the Monday edition of the Live at Five show with yours truly. We have so, we've had someone on the line for, for so long. Something tells me it's Donnie. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, yeah, Glenn, I'm gonna go half a Louie on you. Okay. All right. Ahead. You you had softball questions. She opened the door. She talked about NASA and SpaceX. She did. You dropped the ball. All right. All right. Thanks, Donnie. I gotta go. I gotta have some time to myself here. <laughs> Sheepers creepers. First of all, I have Jim walk in. Um, I couldn't get a word in edgewise. Now we have Donnie saying I didn't do anything at all. But anyway, um, dip, 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 dip. 
So uh, what did we cover today? We covered a lot of things. So a couple other things I wanted to speak with the congresswoman about, and I'll just uh, stress that, was, of course, uh, uh, President Biden's speech about why uh, conservative Christians are bad for America. One question I wanted to ask the congresswoman is, uh, isn't it interesting? It's not, a, it's not a question. It's an observation. Isn't it interesting that both campaigns are going on to the, the premise of we need to save our democracy? How often do you hear someone either in Fox News or for that matter, I don't know if Trump says it, but he certainly references, uh, uh, you know, where America was and where it's going. We're going to be communists. We're going to be socialists. You know, obviously, he's looking to defend democracy as well. Danny Francis calls her a great liar. Danny, I'm sorry for throwing, you know, for mentioning your name, but you did text it to me. So I, I figured you'd want all the listeners to know how you felt. Danny, of course, is the one that uh, would defend anyone to the he- to the end. I mean, just, you know, they can have the smoking gun. I said, nope, didn't do it. As long as it's a Democrat, nope, didn't do it. You did it, and you caused it. You're the reason behind why that gun, that loaded gun with the smoke coming out of it, is is and just, just shot someone. You're the reason, not us. He's a steadfast uh, Democrat, and he stays by his side. Got to give him credit for that. All the day. Hey, Glenn. Yes. The only thing I would ask her about, she's willing to agree with voting on this crap-ass extension for the budget. Hmm. That is one of the things I would ask. Yeah. I mean, there's so many other questions. Uh, Redistricting is one. And, and again, ultimately, I wanted to ask her who she's going to endorse for the presidency because Mario Frado seems to think that she's not going to endorse President Trump. So I never had a chance to ask that, too. And that, 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 that answer would I'm probably— I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about how about we close the border? Well, she's going to want to close it. Yeah. Schumer and those guys mm. well, they need everything. And why don't we start voting saying no to the Republican Party? Well, interesting. Which is a disgrace, if you ask me. Interesting. Well, thank you for that. Thank you very much because i got to get going. There's a lot of questions you can ask uh, a, a person, a sitting congressperson. Uh, but sometimes you just don't have that opportunity. But nonetheless, I, I appreciate Congresswoman Claudia Tenney for calling in once again today. We'll have her on the air real soon. Plus, Jim Levin at his own radio station. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS. See you tomorrow. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. We are following the latest on a possible gas.